edition of Young Gun. I am Dimitri Ravanos. Mike Florio of NBC Sports and ProFootballTalk.com will join me in just a moment. First, though, you know the deal. I've got to tell you about the good folks at Graffiti Spirits, Axes, and Art. While so many of you have abandoned the Carolina Panthers, they have not abandoned us. Uh, This season, they are the ones that make this show possible, so I am asking you to spend your football Sundays with them. At Graffiti, there are weekly specials on beer and on bourbon pours. We tell you about them all the time, $10, $9, and $8 levels. As you're watching football on Sunday, there they are right there on the screen, plus weekly prizes to give away and axe throwing lanes and 19 TV. So here's the good news. I tell you this every week and I want to enforce it. Why should you go to Graffiti for a football Sunday? Because you do not have to pay attention to the Carolina Panthers when you're at Graffiti. Plus, there's all the cool art on the walls, great drinks to go along with that art. The menu is changing all of the time. This is one of the best places to host a friend's holiday cocktail party uh, here in the Triangle. So if you've not checked it out yet, do it right now. Graffiti, Spirits, Axes, and Art, 158 East Cedar Street in downtown Cary. Support them because they support us. Mike Florio of ProFootballTalk.com and NBC is our guest uh, on the midweek talk-through this week, Mike, you you wrote a really interesting column, uh, and and you talked about this on your show uh, on Tuesday morning as well. You know, I, I think all of us that are Panthers fans kind of thought we'd come to a dead end with Frank Reich. Like there, it was just hard for me to picture him coming back. But you were shocked that for the second year in a row, we're talking about this team firing a coach midseason, and for the third year in a row, any team in the NFL firing a coach in the middle of his first season on the job. It had been 43 years since it had happened. And yeah, 21, Urban Meyer, 22, Nathaniel Hackett, and now Frank Reich. It just seems so odd to me. It seems like such a manifestation of impatience by the owner. And I become very intrigued by these tales of and examples of people who make billions in one line of work who think that the skills that cause them to be so wildly successful are transferable to winning football games. They're still going to make a ton of money as NFL owners, but can they stand out in competition with the other billionaires who have had success or inherited the success that someone else in the family has had? But that's what I think Panthers fans should be alarmed by. David Tepper just holds on too tight. He tries too hard. He thinks if he wants it bad enough and he works it hard enough, that he can figure this out because it doesn't look difficult on TV. And I think he's learning that it is. The question is, how will he adjust his approach moving forward? Will he learn from it or will he just keep banging his head against the wall? Practically, what does Dave Tepper learning from, or at the very least even acknowledging he doesn't have the answers he thinks he does look like? It looks like getting out of the way. It looks like trusting your football operations people to do their jobs. And you're only ever involved for the biggest of big decisions on a drive-by basis. We need to bounce something off of you. We need a sounding board. Or before we commit tens of millions of your dollars to this player, we want to make sure that you understand why we're doing it. And we're giving you the courtesy of letting you know. It's still our decision, but we're keeping you in the loop. Because ultimately... The owner is the fan in chief. That's how the owner should act, exactly Mm -hmm. like a fan. The only difference between the owner and a fan is the fan pays the money and the owner gets the money. That's the best way for an owner to act. You trust the people to run the show. You get advance notice of everything that's happening and your voice is exercised 
very rarely. It's not a constant presence. And the thing that I'm most curious about, David Tepper has said that he didn't chime in on the quarterback decision before the draft until after he knew the entire coaching staff and the entire scouting staff wanted Bryce Young. I'd love to know if that's true. I'd love to yeah. know if he was doing anything because as a, as a multi-billionaire, you don't have to say it directly. You just have to <laughs> you could do things around. like, uh, yeah, yeah, you could do things like he did, like say, send your wife to Bryce Young's pro day. Exactly. Or, or I really like, boy, I really, I, 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 did I tell you I really, really like him? <laughs> I really like him. The example I use all the time, and it's in my book, Playmakers, and I was discussing it earlier today. If the owner walks in through the front door of the facility and there's a bowl of candy there and it's Kit Kats and he's never had a Kit Kat in his entire life and he eats it and he declares to no one in particular, this is the best candy I've ever had in my life. Everywhere you go from that point forward, there's going to be Kit Kats falling out of the closets. They're going to be coming out of the doors. <laughs> he doesn't have to say it. That's one yeah. of the privileges. You never have to give a direct order when you're a billionaire surrounded by people who know what's good for them. Uh, you can probably tell by the color of the office I am. And in case you don't uh, know, there is my degree from the University of Alabama on the uh, back wall. Obviously, I'm a Bryce fan. I, I am rooting for the guy to succeed. And I do think he has been mismanaged. But you think uh, that that is probably not the way coaching candidates around the league are eyeing this open. Well, there are going to be coaches who out of the gates would not want a quarterback on the wrong side of six feet. Right. That's one of the reasons why I don't believe Frank Reich ever won a Bryce Young. Frank Reich is one of these, and it's funny, when you see the prototypical NFL quarterback out in the wild, and I remember the first time this happened to me, it was Boomer Sison and Dan Marino. I started looking for the beanstalk. Like, where do these guys come from? <laughs> right. They, they almost don't look human. They're like supersized versions of normal people because you, I remember growing up, like, you know, the tallest kid was 6'4", but he was like big and gangly. Mm -hmm. Like, these are giants. They're just like stretched out and pulled this way. They're huge people. And I, there's a story in Jeff Perlman's book about the USFL where they tried to convince a certain former owner of the New Jersey Generals who would go <laughs> on to a career in politics that he should want Randall Cunningham instead of Doug Flutie. And they actually brought two coaches into the room who were the same heights as Flutie and Randall Cunningham to make the point this is why we want Randall Cunningham, but the decision was made. The other guy was the choice, and, and it's not like it was a failure, but the idea is there is a real difference in height and what it means to an NFL quarterback, and there's going to be coaches who just don't want anything to do with that, but will their desire to be a head coach overcome their desire to have a prototypical NFL quarterback, and what will they say? What will they do? How much will they conceal? I mean, I think there have been coaches who have taken jobs saying, okay, I'm stuck with this quarterback. I'll deal with that later. I mean, Josh McDaniel did it twice. Yeah. He got rid of Jay Cutler before he even coached a single game in Denver. And then after one year with Derek Carr, despite, you know, big money, new contract, Carr was gone. So there are going to be coaches who are going to be under consideration for that job, who, if you put them on a lie detector test, would say, we really don't want Bryce Young. Between that reality, that this team is invested uh, in Bryce for the future and does not have the assets to be invested in any other way, and Dave Tepper, do you look at guys like, Ben Johnson with uh, with the um, Lions, Brian Johnson with the Eagles, uh, even Kellen Moore with the Chargers. These guys that are going to have their choice of where they go interview. Do, should we be thinking they're kind of off the table for Carolina? I think anybody who has options isn't going to want that job unless David Tepper is paying a significant windfall, basically hazard pay for having to deal with him. Yeah. 
that's the way to do it. And, you know, there's numbers being thrown around about the buyout for both Matt Rule and Frank Reich. But remember this, Nebraska let David Tepper off the hook by hiring mm-hmm. Rule and paying him roughly as much as he would have been making anyway. So it's just the Frank Reich buyout that's going to be on Tepper's watch. But they're printing money. I mean, yeah. the guy's one of the richest owners in the NFL. He was the very richest until the Walmart clan showed up and bought the Broncos. But Tepper, it's all a write-off, and there's more where that came from. And every year, every year, every year, it's billions and billions and billions. And if your main indicator for your own personal view of whether or not this is a success is whether or not you're winning games, small price to pay. I want to thank everybody who has stuck with us this season on Young Gun. Lauren and I have certainly had a great time doing it, and we hope to keep going. And here's what we need from you. First of all, wherever you're hearing this show, YouTube, uh, your favorite podcast platform, rate, review, and subscribe. That helps more people find the show. You know how these things are all algorithmically worked out. Well, the number of reviews are really important to putting us in front of new eyeballs. So please take the time to do that and make sure you are subscribed. Hell, if you're on YouTube, turn on the notification so you know every time there is a brand new video from us. And while you're at it, take some time next Tuesday night to watch us on Origin Sports TV. Where is that, you may be asking? Well, it is a fast TV service, which means it is built in to your TV or whatever it is you receive television through. So it's on Samsung TV Plus, it's on Roku, it's on Zumo, it's on Amazon Freebie. The channel is there. Flip to it Tuesday night at 7 p.m. And that is where you see uh, Young Gun. We certainly love that partnership with them and hope to continue it. But we need you to watch every Tuesday night at 7 on Origin Sports TV. What about the, the Frank Reich side of this? I mean, this was a pretty distinct failure. I mean, it seems like he did not uh, really have a game plan in place that that took into account who and what his quarterback skill set was. Is there, a, is there a third life for this guy as an NFL head coach? Well, he said himself to the Charlotte Observer yesterday that I think this is the end of my NFL journey, and he's going to be paid handsomely for the next three years beyond this year to not coach the Carolina Panthers. But, you know, in his defense, look, he was the offensive coordinator of the Eagles team that somehow beat the Patriots in Super Bowl 52. And then he became the, oh, hey, we need a head coach because Josh McDaniels left us at the altar. Maybe we should make him the coach of the Colts. And then he inherited the weirdest set of circumstances. I mean, his first year, they were in the final eight. I was there with NBC for the last game Andrew Luck ever played in the snow in Kansas City when they lost to the Chiefs and weren't blown out. They weren't embarrassed. It was a convincing win, but it wasn't an embarrassment. And the arrow was pointing up. And then Andrew Luck retires, and they go on this annual pinball machine of who's the quarterback going to be. And they always got a veteran one year after the veteran should have been playing in the <laughs> NFL. And, and so what do you do? And then Jim Ursay, the owner of the Colts was hell bent on giving Jeff Saturday an opportunity to become a head coach that he just threw Frank Reich overboard. So I feel bad for Frank Reich. He shouldn't have taken the job though. He should have waited in hindsight, see the warning signs. You know, the Panthers were the only team chasing Frank Reich. I don't want to work with this guy. And, one of the, I'm not making excuses for Frank Reich, but think of it this way. If you're doing your job or if you're doing chores at home, like if you're a kid and you got to cut the grass, like if your parents are constantly hovering over your shoulder telling you how to do it, don't do this, don't do that, do it this way, do it that way, and you never have a chance to just do it without the constant pressure and scrutiny, scrutiny just adds to the stress. It's the thing that can knock everything off base. And I, I think from some of the things I've heard, I kind of know, Tepper was – taking up too much of Reich's time 
wanting to know too much about what was going on, regular meetings, and a lot of owners do it. I think most owners meddle in some way. Mm -hmm. But when you're constantly on the guy's back and constantly, constantly forcing him to explain himself, it makes it hard because your decision-making process in the moment then factors in what kind of a pain in the ass am I going to have to deal with on the other side? How, how yeah. much longer is my Monday going to be if I do this thing that I kind of think I should do, but if I do it and it doesn't work, it's an extra 45 minutes having to explain it to the boss. Yeah, I, I had Dave Campo on this show earlier in the season, and I asked him if he ever got frustrated dealing with an owner that wanted to be so much a part of the football decision-making process. And he said, yes, but you have to remind yourself it is his right as the team owner. And at least with Jerry Jones, you never doubt you're talking to a football guy. I, I don't know that you could say the same thing necessarily of Dave Tepper. Well, and look, I don't know that it would be accepted today if someone were to buy a team and install himself as the general manager right, right out of the gates. But Jerry Jones, I respect the fact that he's always worn the title. He's not mm -hmm. hiding behind anyone else. He's not like a Jimmy Haslam who's blaming others. Oh, the homeless guy told me to draft Johnny Manziel. No, you wanted Johnny Manziel. You just right. don't want to own it. You want to blame it on somebody else. A lot of the owners will meddle and then fire the person who does the thing that the owner wanted him to do and move on to someone else who becomes the buffer. Because ultimately, what these owners don't want, they don't want to be criticized. They don't mm. want to be scrutinized. They don't want to have accountability to the fans. I don't think it's a coincidence. It's Scott Fowler of the Charlotte Observer, who wrote a column yesterday that David Tepper should fire himself, was sitting front row at the press conference today, raising his hand and trying to get called on to ask a question, and they ignored him. The owners don't want to be the pin cushions. That's one of the reasons why Roger Goodell makes so much money as the commissioner. Yeah. He stands up as the pin cushion for all of them. Uh, the last thing I want to ask you is given all of the parameters that we have outlined, whether it's Tepper, whether it's being tethered to Bryce Young, at least in, in the beginning, you know, I have very loudly over uh, this past week on this show uh, been banging the table of I know it's a very simple, very dumb Internet talking point to say, oh, well, Bryce Young's college offensive coordinator is Bill O'Brien. He's an O.C., uh, in the NFL now, I, I think it's a dumb, lazy thing. But given the parameters you outlined, does it seem more realistic that Bill O'Brien could be the Panthers head coach than in any other situation in this league? I would pay a lot of money to be able to sit in the room when David Tepper and Bill O'Brien are going at it because <laughs> I think they're too much alike. Now, maybe it would work if they would find a middle ground, but I think they're too much alike. Hell, you take off the glasses and they look alike, really. Right. But I, I, I just think that is a combustible mix of personalities. And whoever takes that job has to understand that they are walking into a situation where the boss is very involved. You're going to have to deal with the boss. And as I said earlier, it limits your choices because if you're Ben Johnson, you're the hot candidate. Oh, wait, I can go to this team where the owner is going to leave me alone. Or I can go to this team where I get a report card every week and I got to meet with him every week. And he's got this idea and that idea. And he really doesn't know what he's talking about. And I got to sit there and humor him because he's the boss, I'll go with the team where I'm not going to have to waste a lot of my time doing that. Yeah. Uh, Mike Florio, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. All right, man. Good talking to you.